Welcome to the Cult of Comics podcast, the only show where the price of admission is the same as the price of submission. I'm your host, Tyler. We're here today with Sean and Josh. How's it going, guys? Hello. Hey. 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 How are we doing on this uh, this beautiful Sunday, May 9th, uh, Mother's Day, 2021? I've already done my uh, requisite duties. I made some good food. Was it good? Yeah. Cashews, oh. chicken, rice, peppers, green onions. Oh. You are from Ohio. What? Eh, it could be worse. It's a good Asian look- dish. You- Cashews, chicken, and <laughs> rice, man. You're looking at me like it with such disapproval. It's fantastic. Um, so today is Sunday, May 9th. It is Mother's Day. Uh, most of us have gotten our duties done. I kind of have. Uh, but I have a uh, previous engage, a prior engagement that I need to get you to later. So we are going to be condensing uh, this episode just to scotch, just to maybe, just to scotch. Scotch today. Yeah, we're on the clock. Listen, we're doing a countdown. Forty-five minutes from now. That's all we're gonna do. And start. Let's talk about the comic for this week. Comic book club. Let's go. Round up. Are we skipping? Which one are we gonna talk about first? The news, or are we going straight into comics? I don't know. What are we doing? What was the script? <laughs> we didn't even plan the new, for this. There the is no Marvel, plan. We're the winging Marvel it. Titles. Marvel titles. So we've got Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and the Marvels. The Marvel. Did you get hyped up watching that video? I got very hyped up. It was a really good video. Marvel released yeah. a video uh, kind of celebrating the movies. It had a bit of an announcement with Stanley talking about what it was like going to uh, experiencing stories. Uh, it was talking about the plans for the Marvel future, leading up obviously with Black Widow. And then we got Spider Man, um, you know, new Spider Man film, whatever the hell. It's oh called. yeah, they didn't even include the title for that yet. It just still. No, no, no. They did. I just it don't is. actually. No way home. Yeah. Right. No okay. way home. It's, it's stuck in the multiverse they... with the other Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, right. And that's we already got that talking about for news is that andrew garfield has come out in the news saying that there is going to not he is not in the film at all and that he wishes people would chill the hell out his words were something along the lines i of, don't believe you i don't believe him you don't have to believe me you just have to believe i him. don't believe him i said i don't believe him i don't believe you i don't believe him i i 100 expect him to be there and if he is not in the movie i will riot i'm not even joking when i say this i don't really even want to see it at this point anymore <laughs> Like They've got to be in it. The amount of teasing that's happened. You got Jamie. The Fox amount of saying Malina. no. Yeah. Yeah. That's all Sean's. That's what Sean's all about. Everyone keeps saying no, and Sean's like, yes. Yeah. Ninety-nine knows and yeah. yes. I, I, yes. I don't. I don't take no. I don't take no for an answer. You're like Sean Connery back in the original yeah. heydays. <laughs> Just hitting women. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> John, what did show you do for your today. mother today? It wasn't Mother's Day today in the UK, so no, it's it's Mother's Day in America, so it's Mother's yeah. Day everywhere. No, it's not. <laughs> Mother's Day everywhere else is back in March. Okay. Yeah. Oh, why are we America, so... America changed it for some reason? It's because we're just obnoxious and kind of cunts. That's why. Yeah. The rest of the world it ties into Lent. It's really? religious. Yeah. I didn't know that actually, but again, I'm an American, so yeah. surprise, surprise. We're heathens. Yeah, please. You're somehow super religious and heathens at the same time. Yeah, no, don't you understand? God here. lives in the American flag. God died upon 
the cross that was the American flagpole. I remember that. I love babies. Don't kill a babies with an abortion and buy my AR-15s down at Walmart. I learned that in kindergarten. Obviously, that's our salute every morning. Um, so uh, as far as continuing with the news, you really why don't you believe that though? Because I don't know. It's got to be a big he surprise. Does, he doesn't want to live in a world where it's not happening. I mean, I don't. Either, oh no! Though. I'm being honest. A tiny part of me hopes that they're not in it, just because <laughs> I want to see Twitter implode with hatred. It, it will be glorious. Every waking second, there's something new that they're blowing up about. That's why I hopped off there. Also, because Queen yeah, like sent MI6 yeah. after. Right, was your choice. Yeah. Um, is there ever been in a case before, especially with like a superhero film where people were denying, 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 and then it turns out that it was all true? I mean, Dan Slott was the, all the like, time. Like what? Give me an example here. Um, well, they- I can't think of it off the top of my head, but like when uh, Chris Evans was, you know, denying coming back for anything, there were plenty of people citing all sorts of other times. People were saying, no, I'm not, I'm not in this, but I can't think of what they were citing at this specific time sean connery said he wouldn't come back for james bond and he did because they offered him a fuckload of money actually the reason for that in specific was because he said i don't want to come back for james bond but he kind of let it be something where he could if he wanted to i mean he only did how many films after he came back two one and a half one and a half well he did one that like wasn't official it was like that doesn't make any sense how do you do one and a half films well, he did like one. He did Diamonds of Forever, and then he did Never Say Never Again, which How was an unofficial James Bond film. Oh, uh, you know, like twenty-five and a half. How did you have ha- sex with a half a person? Well, no, it when wasn't official. Half? Did you dip their balls in? Was that it? Does it not count? You have to let me know. There's like specifics here that we're not talking about. Well, he did one in the official James Bond timeline. Then he did one for another studio that was <coughs> made because they owned the rights to one specific James Bond story. And so it wasn't actually produced by like the normal team that have done all of them. Interesting. Yeah. This is news that I just found out, but I think this falls along with, and we're not going to go into a James Bond thing because every time we do, we go off the rails, but. Um, Sean Connery hear- is my favorite. Okay. I respect that. Um, did you hear about who's doing the script for the new James Bond? The, the, the Bond the- that's already been filmed? Yeah. Oh. No Time to Die? Yeah. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah. 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 You know the story about that? No. Apparently, the script was so bad originally that Daniel Craig was like, I'm not doing this film unless this is rewritten by her. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like something I heard. Right? That's pretty bad. I know that she was doing like a rewrite of the. Yeah. I know. They said they needed her to polish up dialogue or something. That was the official. I don't know. I haven't seen Fleabag yet, but I've been hearing nothing <laughs> praise for it. Yeah, and killing me. I've seen like uh, stuff bits and well. pieces. Okay. I've heard good things. I'm actually probably going to start on it, like maybe tonight, depending on what happens. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, all right. Next bit of news. What is the next bit of news? We got to talk about Ali Wong. Yeah, Ali Wong was cool. cast in Paper Girls. And who is she? Uh, the character is... Who is she? I don't know. I just bought the six volumes of Paper Girls, and I still need to read it. 
Well, then I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but I will tell you that she is an important character. Ali Wong is in a lot of stuff right now. It's either it's her and Aquafina that are getting cast in like any Asian roles at this point. They're like Asian characters, yep. throw them in. We need them now. Yep. Definitely blowing up right now. I mean, good for them. I'm just thinking that it's just, I just think it's funny that they're just like, well, we just, we, we really need like a really popular Asian character right now. Okay, well, we're going to like go straight to these people. Yeah. I mean, well, you got to like a, and a gigantic selection of great actors that you could be uh, hiring as well. And that's not me complaining about them. I actually like them as, as comedians and uh, musicians and actors. I, I actually do. I just think it's funny. Like Ryan, the last dragon, they went to Aquafina. Good choice though, because her voice is very unique. Yeah. Yeah. This is an interesting time for uh, Asian Americans right now. Uh, well, actually Asian people in general, um, which we're going to get into later because I'm actually really excited about that book we're going to talk about. Um, what else do we have for news? I think that was it. About it? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, news was really short and light this week. Pretty much everything <laughs> has been about, well, what would happen if Thanos had this and chose this time back in 1960 fucking eight? This story. That's what comic book resources and comicbook.com. They're bored. They have nothing better to do with their time. So we're going to jump into the comic book uh, club, a comic book roundup of good stuff that we read this week. We have read a big selection of amazing books this week. I'm very pumped about it. It's been great media coming out left and right it's been so a strong week right in it's been a strong week not just for comic books but it's been a strong month for media in general and i'm really pumped about it but i'm also overwhelmed because my wallet is running a little dry and i am <laughs> yeah. a little overwhelmed with the amount of good stories that are coming out and i think you're gonna be surprised with what my weakest book of the week this week was I think I know what you're going to say, and I'm going to already tell you right now, you're wrong and you're stupid. Going into what, it, we're going to talk about... What, no, no, no. Which one do you think? I think that you think that Batman 108 was the weakest one. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> Boom. Headshot. Anyways, we're going to jump into The Good Asian by Pornsack Pitchishots. I can never say that. Thank you. With uh, Alexander Tefengi. Uh, I, I am so glad you did the name for me because i wouldn't i didn't want to say it well it looks like it's either uh like russian or like french yeah. so i said it to pinky sorry sorry no i mean know. both of those like the writer and artist i'm glad i didn't have to do either of yeah. them. yeah well we covered this like a month or two ago we were trying yeah, to figure yeah. out about it during yeah. the solicits <laughs> yeah solicit for this well because we were both all really hyped up about this book because i mean who else here is a really big fan of criminal books here because it's me and then one else, someone else like them enough i wouldn't yeah. say i was well, a huge fan of the genre but i is a genre i enjoy yeah well the reason why i asked is just because of like the ed brubaker books that have been coming out they've been i've never read criminal oh like uh criminal you don't even need to read criminal like you can even read I, I read pulp pulp, pulp kind yeah. of had a similar uh, it was in a similar era to this, wasn't it? Well, you guys keep talking about how you want a detective's type story for detective yep. comics. Yeah. Well, we got that with detective comics. And then this last week, that was a fantastic detective story. It was so good. This is the noir stuff that I want to read. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of a Dick Tracy type. Yeah. Okay, before we get into it, let me ask you guys did you read the follow up uh, uh, written by the author? Nice. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think it's kind of interesting that uh, this is going on. This is set in 1936. Sure. And at the same time, I'm watching Warrior TV show set in San Francisco 
in the early 1880s. Mm-hmm. So this all kind of uh, bookends talking yeah. about the uh, Chinese Exclusion Act that started in 1882 and uh, was repealed in 1943 that basically uh, banned anybody uh, from Asia uh, to uh, immigrate to the U.S. The thing about that point in time for the U.S. is that it's something that was not covered in my history lessons pretty much yeah. at all. You know, it was something yeah. that was very heavily glossed over. And it's it's kind of something that was discussed to me recently is this attitude now of when it comes to racist policy and actions that a lot of the flaw in our mindset now is that so many people have been brought up with this idea that all of that was in the past. All of that was stuff that is not something that people deal with anymore. And that's just not factual and we should be looking at history as it's currently happening as well happening as well and that it's just interesting that this is all tying in while asian uh oppression is actually occurring across the world that stories like this are happening that these conversations are being had it's that what's that effect that you were talking about bottom meinhof oh yeah bottom meinhof uh where the you know usually typically it's a thing you just learn keeps popping up everywhere Okay. You just finally notice all these things at once. I just think it's interesting that there's so much like, I mean, Shang-Chi came out, is coming out this year? Right? Uh, In the next year. uh, The trailer just came out, so I think it's September. I think it's sooner than that. Is it maybe August? It's like every other month there's a new Marvel movie coming out. So July is when Black Widow comes out. I would say probably the beginning of September is Uh, when. Yeah, September 3rd. I really apologize for this bad comparison, but it's the first thing that comes to mind. Do you guys mm-hmm. remember when uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop came out? Yeah. What was the movie that Seth Rogen was in, Observe and Report, that came out like two months within the same window? Yeah. Uh, there's a name for that where similar movies come out, kind of parallel movies come out at the same time. Yeah. And then not even like a year later was that Clint Eastwood movie about uh, Richard Jewell a security guard like all of a sudden Uh, no that richard jewel movie came out like a year year and a half ago richard jewel came out a year and a half ago the clint eastwood one yeah i thought that came out back in like 2010 or something no it might have been a different richard jewel film probably not well either way i guess the thing i'm just saying is that it's interesting (laughs) many of these things you know coming out at the same time it's just a very interesting experience what did you guys think of this uh book i liked it uh yeah it's it's pretty good i'm not sure uh i was really drawn in by the uh start (laughs) the first uh i really liked the first scene and it was some of the later stuff i didn't really like oh i don't know i Uh, like the golden gate bridge uh the description of the golden gate was kind of weird talking about you know it's a gate or something like that when it's talking about you know the uh the protection of the uh bay from uh uh more bad weather or bad waters uh, from out at sea so they're kind of protected at that uh san francisco bay Mm -hmm. Uh, this is you know right around the time that the uh, uh golden gate bridge uh, was just built, so it's brand new. Okay. 
I mean, I, did, I wasn't really aware of the history of it. So I kind of just took it as like face value with some like exposition there. So, yeah, um, this was, so the reason why I asked about the uh, follow-up, the, the uh, afterwards by the author is because something that was mentioned was Charlie Chan, you know, mm -hmm. and Asian noir. And I, I, it wasn't just that I learned a lot from this book, but that I enjoyed the storytelling experience. I actually didn't think I was going to enjoy this book but I really mm -hmm. enjoyed the way that this was written. Um, I think that there was some points where the art was a little weak, but I don't know. Yeah, really... I agree. Yeah. Some of the, I think some of the scenes more like in daylight and stuff where it's <laughs> a little. Yeah. It's, it's, there are certain points where it feels like the art is from like a webcomic blog or something. Yeah, I see that. Uh, maybe the ones that are supposed, like the ones that are supposed to be... Uh flashbacks kind of i mean it's not just that it's also like certain points and angles where uh the main character will have his like fedora tipped down and he's like standing in darkness and there's a lot of really strong oh, yeah. color and character design in this but it still kind of feels like yeah it's hard to pinpoint the difference between the two because like okay i'll give you an example when you look at Chris Samney, for example, he has a very specific style of art that can be construed as cartoonish to an extent, but at the same time, the characters aren't chibi or, you know, overly young looking. They don't look like they belong in a child's cartoon. A lot of the characters in this book do kind of look like that. I don't think it detracts from the story. It's just something that kept coming up in my mind when I was reading mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah. The uh, coloring that they chose on this really like hit me to uh, add to the storytelling experience. And that's a big reason why I enjoyed this so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say like the aesthetics, like even with the coloring, it did feel very reminiscent of that time period. Yeah. Yeah. I like I the... You know, the zeroing in on the details with the red rectangles mm -hmm. kind of reminded me of uh, Psych or, you know, other detective stories. Yeah, it's a great that. way of noting details. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Andrea Sor uh, Sorrentino does it as well. Yes, yeah, in, he does. I've seen it in Green Arrow before. Uh, he's done uh, it in quite a few books where it's just meant to, you know, assist with the drawing in of the eyes. Um, I've seen some other artists start to implement that now into their storytelling as well. But, you know, there's some creators who just do it in a way that you're just like, yep, I know, like, this is very intentional. This is very well thought out. Um, I mean, I'm yeah, I think <laughs> I like sorry. this. Yeah, I'm I think the character was interesting enough. We had like a little bit of hints at his background and I'm yeah. excited to see that sort of unfold more. Yeah. I was hoping we get a little more of that. Like he's like, "Oh, I need to not, you know, be an asshole right now," kind of thing. Like I need to not lie to this kid. Don't need to fall back into that pattern. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's not you know a squeaky clean guy. He's got his own problems, yeah. things that he doesn't like about himself, or things yeah. he thinks he doesn't do the right way. And so I think it's going to be interesting to see that sort of unfold in later issues as we yeah, do. I thought we would have story. at least seen like you know, a good example of that in this uh, first issue. 
Yeah. You know, I think he says it about his uh, adoptive brother. Uh, uh, but I think he might be talking about himself too. You know, he's talking about not <clears throat> falling into that routine again. He says, uh, no matter how many leaves you turn, no leaves are truly new. Mm. I am wondering about the relationship with his adoptive uh, sister and what that's yeah. going to do in the future. I feel like that's kind of foreshadowing either an encounter or some maybe something well, that happened in his past that has developed like his own self-loathing or something. But it's just interesting to have that in there. I'm uh, guessing either, you know, he is attracted to girls that remind him of his sister or he did have an encounter with her. It's kind of hard to tell from the little flashbacks that we're getting. You know uh, what? That's but... a good call out because that would make sense. Like some of his uh, affinity towards those white um, prostitutes. Yeah. Well, I think the, I'm not sure if those were pro prostitutes or not. I thought those were just uh, flappers. That's more of a 1920s thing. Well, that's what I was confused about. So it's 1936. <laughs> I'm not really sure about what the fashion was in the 30s with. Uh, yeah dresses like that but most i know that that last frame with the pink kind of smeared everywhere i'm thinking that might be blood but i'm not you know 100 percent sure on that uh it also seems to hint that uh uh mr caraway mason caraway might be his father because mm -hmm. he is like you know there's no coincidences that his adoptive father uh became romantic with uh, their uh, Chinese maid here in San Francisco and that his mom had been his maid long ago in Hawaii. I did not think about that. So you're saying that it's not that he's just adoptive, but like maybe he was the bastard. Yeah. Okay. He It seems like he suspects that maybe Caraway is his father. Huh. That's... Yeah, I didn't pick up on that at all. That's a really good call out. Uh, where is it? See, this is why we have Josh on the show. Yeah. Good with the details. <laughs> like the main character in this story. Yeah, so it says, the more I think of Ma, I can't help reminding myself I don't believe in coincidences. And the idea of Mason falling for one Chinese maid, like I said, I don't believe in coincidences. Mm. Okay. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Okay. <laughs> so either, um, you know, at least he's thinking that his mom might have been romantically uh, connected to Mr. Caraway. Sure. I feel like there was a really interesting point uh, made in the uh, afterward talking about how even though Charlie Chan was a racist figure, you know, it was an interesting introduction to what could have been and that was a big point for yeah. what the inspiration for this book was which is you know an asian kind of town noir kind of storytelling experience and my only experience with chinatown and noir storytelling is in the movie chinatown starring jack nicholson and yes yeah. it's kind of following along that similar mentality that vein of like it doesn't really matter because it's fucking chinatown this attitude of like who cares yeah in the yeah. public sphere yeah uh, uh I mentioned warrior before, and there's a lot of parallels between that and the show. A lot of the, they use a lot of the same terminology. You see a lot of the things that were originating in warrior being uh, already ingrained here. 
the uh, mm-hmm. Chinatown squad going around, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> I don't think, I don't think they showed taking kickbacks or not in here. Uh, but like I said, a lot of terminology. Mm. Okay. John thoughts. Um, as we've been talking, I have realized I didn't finish this. <laughs> so that's why I've been quiet. <laughs> Were you not captivated by it? Or? I was. I must have put it down to do something because I got distracted and just assumed I finished it. Hmm. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. I really right. recommend finishing it. It's I. Yeah, I'm, I think I got about two thirds of the way in. Okay. Because I'm just so looking just through it now. Missed the last act. Yeah. Okay. There's a bit of uh, stuff going on. Um, so I'm just Josh, a terrible person. Yes, you are. Uh, but we already knew that. Josh. We did. Without spoiling it for Sean. You can spoil you it. Think, no, no, it's okay. I want actually, I want the challenge to work around this. Sean, uh, Josh, do you think the discovery at the end is a conspiracy? Because I feel like... Yeah, there's something going on here. Uh, That's what I feel like. It feels like the insinuation is that they're using the tongs as, yeah, like a tool to be racists in China. Yeah, but it's the same. Like I said, that that was another one of the parallels with Warrior, oh. where the uh, people in government are trying to set up a war between uh, the tongs and the Huai uh, Long, the Wei Long, Wei Long. Uh, yeah. So they're trying to set up a war between the two of them so they can start the uh, Exclusion Act. Uh, oh, okay. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Cool. Well, um, I don't really want to go into too much more because I would like Sean to uh, read it and get a good like yep. sense of things. So uh, do you want to move on to Nocterra 3? Yeah, so Nocterra number 3, Scott Snyder and Tony Daniels. Daniel. Singular. I've got thoughts, but I would love to. I would love for you to go first. I'm still really enjoying this. It's like it's heavy action, and it's really enjoyable to read. It's not yeah. mm-hmm. too deep, but it's still better than some of what Scott Snyder's written recently. Yeah, it's not slowing down. It's, no, it it's, keeps going. Yeah, it's full speed ahead. It's yeah. really enjoyable. I um don't know what it is about post-apocalypse stories but i i fall for them very easily uh every time even if they're bad and this is really enjoyable uh it's well written for what it is i just like the lore that's being built with yep. it like i'm really enjoying these shade mutations that are happening and i just i'm really into it uh yeah yep. yeah yeah and I, the bad guy design's really cool which is strange to say because there isn't a design for him he's just Pitch black. Um, just a black but, boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I the shiny teeth. The artwork is great. I think it's some of Tony Daniels' best he's done. And the coloring's yeah. great in it. The way we see, like the way they handle light and the luminescence in the coloring. It I think really it works glows. really well. Yeah, it really does glow. And like the scene towards the end where you've got all the glowing handprints. And oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Look great. Um, I do have criticism about Tony Daniels' work. Uh, I have noticed this as well before. His faces, he can only do so many expressions. Yeah, the yeah. facial expressions are the worst part of his art. Yeah. Which is for us, well, that, and I also think that he has a bit of an issue with um, depth 
like sometimes when I'm looking at his characters like flying, it seems very flat where it should feel more okay. Yeah, you see thing, like well rounded. I don't know. Yeah, it's just... I was thinking about the scene where the uh, grandfather gets uh, is just busting out of the uh, back of the uh, semi when he opens the doors and is firing. He looks pretty flat there. Mm. Like, he's really good at detail. He very clearly has an attention for character design and making and people look... I think it looks beautiful as well, even if there are critiques on yeah. facial expressions and all that. I still think, on the whole, the page looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think... I... Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. Uh, connection, go ahead. Yeah, I think something has changed between the uh, first issue and the second and third issue. Like the first issue might have been made well before the other, you know, the rest of the issues. Because it seems like from the first issue to now, uh, he was drawing the younger brother and this other girl uh, much younger. And then suddenly they, they actually do look almost like adults here in this comic. Um. I think that was intentional because the passage of time seems to have been maybe a year or two uh, after the uh, the big PM, it seems like. I don't know if that was... No, no, uh, I'm talking about when uh, we're introduced to this girl and her grandpa at, I think that's the oh, end of issue them. one. Oh, gotcha. And then the okay. younger brother at the beginning of issue one. Not not the, uh, not the flashbacks. Sure. Even then, you know, him working in his lab looked much younger than what we're seeing in this issue. Like they've aged them up from looking like, I don't know, 12 or 13 to looking like, you know, maybe 17 year olds or something. They look a few years older. I feel like that's more of an issue with Tony Daniel not really being able to consistently draw like ages. Um, mm -hmm. Did you know, you'll notice in like page three or four, there's a point where uh, M is in the truck and for some reason his snout like his his brow and snout are like dramatically more out than any other sequence. Oh, it's just a, yeah. Thing. Yeah. It's just a yeah. consistent consistency issue. Yeah. Um, I mean, that being said, I am still really enjoying this. I am reading it and I'm like, oh yeah, I really want to know what happens next with these shades, these mutations. Yeah. Um, what the history of what happened with their parents was really fucked up and I dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's the kind of fucked up I like, you know, like it's the stuff you like, like everything fucked up. Not like you. You're addicted to fucked up shit, you fucking crackhead. <laughs> um I didn't think I was going to enjoy this. I, I it's another one of those this, books. Yeah, this was gonna be make or break for Snyder with me. Cause yeah. I didn't enjoy his recent DC stuff. And then Underscore Country is very one issue hits, one issue misses. I feel a little. I I think that that's one of those stories that when I'm reading it, I think that it could have been something completely different, and I probably would have still enjoyed it. But yeah, knowing that especially, I, I think it was issue twelve, the final issue so far before they took the break, where I was reading it and I was like, this is just Snyder doing exactly what he's done at DC. Kind of. I'm going to disagree with that just slightly, just because I think yeah. that. Sorry, is Josh read it? Undiscovered Country? Yeah, I'm all caught yeah. up. Okay, I read the two volumes back to yeah. back, so it cool. flowed well for me. 
I feel like they're doing the hero's journey in a certain light. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, but I I really enjoy oh, the yeah. way. You know, I'm I'm excited to see about where the next zone is going to take them. Yeah, I, I, I am enjoying. I've the read, book, uh... but it was just like issue twelve, like the two characters became like massive, like sort of giant versions of themselves. They're just fighting. <laughs> I, I was like, this is just like just typical so Spider. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah. it literally <laughs> happened in Death Metal, where two characters became massive and started fighting. Yeah. <laughs> like... Oh, oh, oh! And at the end of uh, Justice League, when the fucking uh, yeah, Doom exactly. Versus the yeah. Hall of Justice, like Transformers, Go Go Bots, fucking button heads, uh, like. And it's yeah. weird because this is such like a big, like it's such a sort of like explosive storytelling here, but it feels mm-hmm. much smaller scale. So which you is where he here really first. Shows. We're gonna have some sort of big monster battle yes. oh, God, later yeah. on in oh, yeah. uh, Noctera. Here's, Scott I, Snyder doesn't know how to fight otherwise. I, I've said this before. I'm going to say it well, again. we got it out of the way. He is a big fan of My Hero Academia and watches it all the time with his kids. Oh, dude. Dude, yeah. I was going to say this uh, Undiscovered Country, he's just copying One Piece. He is a big anime fan and it is very clear in his storytelling because it's fucking grandiose as hell. The yeah. only thing that's missing is like this over crazy amount of detail about stuff that he's made up, where it's like, oh, well, yes, of course, because if you look at the way that Tien is coursing through your body, like he, you have to plan for the crossbow to enter his heart, where it's gonna stay in there, but only if you make a promise to the demon. Yeah, not enough muscles or boobs either, so. And that's why I'm out. <laughs> All right, um, can I right. move on to firepower? Yeah, Wait, firepower where, number. Where's my firepower? Where'd my firepower go? Just, number 11 was, by Kirkman and Chris Sumner. Just right here. Where did it go? Where is it? I gotta go find it. Did you really lose it? I I thought I grabbed it. It's probably still over there. Hold on. Keep talking. You slut. And there he goes. Uh, this was a cool Every issue. fucking episode he does this, where he's like, I'm just gonna leave the room like a ballerina. He's, he's like, better go feed the kids in the basement. <laughs> like the parents in not Yeah, exactly. It's like, we love you. See, he, put, he does the twist. Every time he leaves and he comes back, he does a little twist. It's because if he opens a little too much, we see his children's chained up in Flourish. there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got it. Uh, this was a really good issue. I liked it a lot. Uh, I liked I love it that uh, the last opening three. title page. Yeah. Just reusing that same picture, but it yeah. looks so cool. Yeah. It's very cool. I really liked it. Um, this I... was heavy action, but I think it had a few good character beats in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually am really opposed to heavy action, but I thought this was well done here. It was done uh, for a reason, and it had a I've purpose with the characters. Exactly. Of course, you've got you do, complaints. Josh. I've got complaints, but we can get to that. It's it's later on. Okay. I mean, the only thing I was just going to say was, um, I this feels like a Kirkman book once yeah. again, which I'm happy about because it kind of lost me for a minute. Um, I don't know if that was just me. Just didn't feel like a Kirkman book before. Like I was like, I know this is Kirkman writing this based on the way it's written, but it just doesn't feel like a Kirkman book. And yeah, now, like the last I, two issues did have a bit of a strange. They did feel a little off. Yeah, I don't really know how to put a finger on it. It just yeah. didn't feel yeah. like all this. This issue, instead of having the uh, square blocks, we have the uh, shape of the panels is basically dictated by the different attacks that people are using. So here, mm-hmm. everything is just uh, diagonal slices. Uh, but then uh, we turn the page and we're getting, you know... Curved. Yeah, like the curved one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's pretty cool. It's a neat touch. That's just Chris Samney, man. He just knows He's, like his paneling and just transitions are next mm-hmm. level. Can you imagine what he'll be like he, on a Batman book? I want him to do Black Label Batman so bad. So bad. Um, this I again didn't think I was going to. I was really kind of expecting to be like, oh, firepower, because like those last two issues were just not getting me, and. This was really nice. I, I mean, it, maybe it was the speech. Maybe it was um, the reveal uh, about uh, Owen's love it, former Ling Zhang. Ling Zhang. Okay. Uh, One thing about that is uh, Owen is fighting this trio, you know, uh, Chao Feng's, you know, elite squad. And I'm pretty sure it's like, uh, I'm pretty sure she tosses him the sword and he says, thanks. And then he's just kind of smiling off at the person. I'm like, oh, maybe he knows. Mm-hmm. And then later on, we find out he didn't know. He's like, oh, my God. He didn't know. He's like, oh, my God. He just collapses oh, in the middle of battle. Like, what the fuck is happening? It was a weird choice, especially the way that he was like characterized and framed in a way, right? Like if I just found out that like my former like love of my life is back from the dead, I'd probably be a lot more impacted. I probably wouldn't just go, I guess I'll sit down here. I'll just sit down in the middle of the battle. We we only saw like the panel where he found out. We didn't really get any aftermath of that to see his full reaction. It's just like, what? That's true. Plops down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I mean, there's I only two pages left in the comic yeah. after that. Yeah. I thought it was uh, interesting what's going on with Wei Lun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that last sequence. What, why are they talking to the statue? Are you as confused as I am? Is the dragon? Yes. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's cracking or anything. Like that crack looks like it's been there already. Yeah. Yeah, I took it to be it's going to like someone's going to wake up from a statue kind of That's thing. That's why I was that or nothing happens. Right? This is going to be one of those fucking fake out incidents. That's a, where, that's like, a Kirkman thing right there. That is a thing. I hate oh, it's fucking yeah. Kirkman every fucking time <laughs> he does that shit. But we'll have, like you know, the first time, that. nothing's going to happen and then like no. at the end of the next issue, he'll pop out. He'll just fucking fake you out because you all have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, so there's the whole part where uh, Ma Guan, was that what his name was? Yeah. basically yes. does a whole speech telling everybody like y'all are being tricked you need to fight on our side there's no reason we'd be doing this if we were you know we're not just being assholes here you know we're doing this because we know it's right yeah and then i can't even tell if the tide has really been turned because there's still the uh uh not the scorched earth clan but the uh Everyone's still fight. Both teams are still fighting each other. Like for one split second, kind of. I mean, they all turn and face these elite guards. That's what I was just going to point out. And then after that, it still looks like everybody on either side is just fighting each other. You well, can't really see of... them fighting with alongside each yeah. other or anything like that. It seems like what was going on was the speech happened, and then everyone was like, "Got it. All right, we're all good guys now." Like, but. The way it was drawn, it doesn't necessarily dictate that in like a very, very, very clear fashion. And it could be some people have stopped and like if they spent yeah. a little. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe the 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 group in the togas have split. Yeah. Uh, 
but you can't really tell. I mean, there's there's only what everybody turns and faces the elite guard, and then you've got two pages of that, and then that's basically the end of the comic. We don't really get enough time to really tell that things have changed. Yeah, it was a weird choice there. I mean, I still really enjoyed it. I I would say that I'm still picking it up. I'm I'm definitely going to say that this is not. I wouldn't say that this is Kirkman's strongest book right now, which is weird to say. Because yeah. he only think, has to work that now. Yeah, I think 11 and 12 need to be read together. And 12 is going to be a double-sized. You got to read the whole battle together. Sure. Yeah. All right. I didn't get a chance to read the back matter, but maybe there's something good in there. I didn't, read that. That. I didn't really get a chance to read that either. But yeah, oh well. um, Anything else to add, Sean? Uh, no, I'm excited to see where it's going to go next. Like, I do want a little more focus on story because I feel like we've had a few issues now that have just been heavy action sequences mm-hmm. with like a slight plot twist at the end and then repeat. Because we had that like whole issue on the airplane, yeah, where we didn't really get much yeah. story progression. Yeah, and maybe I'm... we'll get maybe we'll get uh, what is that fourth member of the elite guard? They became the uh, serpent warrior or something. Uh, maybe oh, they'll yeah. make an appearance. Uh, maybe. Yeah. That whole weird experience. I happened. speak for the snakes. Okay. Yes, I'm still enjoying this a lot, but I do want just a tiny bit more focus on plot. Yeah. Right now, I'm kind of like. Yeah. I don't know. Twelve issues in is a good amount of time for a big action sequence, I guess. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little critical because. Like, that first graphic novel was so good. Yeah, and even, like, yeah. I feel like the first arc of the main book, like, the first six issues, they did tell a good story. Like, we had Owen of his kids, and there was a lot of human interaction there. Then the mm-hmm. second arc just seems to have had a few issues of heavy action set pieces. Mm-hmm. And been, I just want to get back to more, like, the character focus of the first few issues were. Here's the real question. I mean, the entire basis of this story was has been revolving around this temple and Owen mm-hmm. like having the firepower and everything. What's going to happen? Like, I mean, is there going to be a yeah. big plot change once the dragon comes out? I mean, there's only so I've much. Been real curious about that because it seems like that was the end of the journey there. But you know, that's we got to find saying, out. Right? What like, we don't know what could happen next. What direction the story is going to go? Exactly. I think I read they're going to, you know, go back to focusing on the family, I think. Oh, that's what it was. That was the uh, solicitations for uh, maybe issue 13. I think they're only taking a month, maybe not even off. Okay. I mean, that's a pretty normal thing for Image, so I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, I think that well comes out in June, and then I think August is when the next issue comes out. Okay. But I think the focus next or at least like an in-between kind of focus is going to be on the family okay cool i wish more books at like marvel and dc would do that thing where they take a break between arcs yeah it would make the stories a lot stronger have less fill-in artists (coughs) the story could have time to breathe and you could really have like you have like a bombshell ending to an arc and you can have like two or three months where you're still like what's going to happen next kind of thing well, yeah. it also allows for people to like have discussion. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, obviously have a month for in between issues to sit down and chat about it, but the anticipation always ends up making it stronger. That's what makes yeah a lot of like television shows go so strong is because you have that chance to have that like sit down and talk. Um 
speaking of Marvel, uh, Heroes Reborn number one yep. has come out. Whatever Happened to Earth's Mightiest Heroes? By Jason Aaron and Ed McGuinness. And I actually liked this. I, did I not think it liked good. most of it. There are a few bits that felt very Silver Agey and a bit overwritten. Yeah, really yeah. immensely so. That's, yeah. Which is weird because I don't associate that style of writing with Jason Aaron. Yeah, that's not the impression I've had from him before, so I was a bit surprised as well. I just don't really yeah. understand. What's, he's definitely started doing that more with uh, the Avengers, and I don't really know why. Yeah. It was the Doom and the Squadron Supreme stuff that felt overwritten to me. The Blade stuff I really liked. Mm. This kind of reminded me of uh, Infinite Frontiers Zero. There's just so much stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, here's a thought that I just had. Maybe he's doing the Silver Age stuff. I think because of a Sil- Squadron Supreme, like he's like, this is like your golden, your Silver Age team, Justice yeah. League ripoff. Yeah. Mm. I do get it, but it's still. It was a struggle to read a few pages. Like this is definitely better than some of the other stuff I've read. I've read from him uh, in his Avengers run. And yeah, you said his Avengers run has been kind of hit or miss. Well, it's really oh. weird. Because there were so many points where I was like, "This is fucking hitting home." It's just going pop, pop, pop. the vampire war that was going on with Dracula was fucking sick. Like I read that and I was beyond hyped. Dracula is scary as fuck. You got a whole bunch of like squadrons of uh, vampires that one guy's got a little man thing, like kid man thing junior, and he's got this big fucking SWAT gear on. You've got uh, like this weird demon vampire thing. It's just really fuck. And the Namor, uh, 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 or is it Namor? Whatever. Namor. Uh, Atlantean army. Those fucking guys are sick as fuck. He's got a whole army of underwater, like, warriors. One's like an orca. The other one's like a big fucking shark. And the other one's like this fucking demon witch that lives in the depths of the ocean. And you're like, yeah, give me that shit. Fuck yeah. But then nothing happened with the Atlantean storyline. Because for some reason, Marvel and DC just don't want cool shit to happen with Atlantis for some fucking reason. Same thing happened with the the eventual, eventual air quotes, storyline that was going to happen with Jeff Johns doing an Atlantis war. Seven oh, rise of the seven seas. Never it, it's coming, guys. Me and Cullen Bunn are working on it. Oh, it's Cullen Bunn's off the book now. Okay. Me and Dan Abner are working I, on it still. It's coming. Am I not realizing something here? Where is the uh, Namor stuff in this issue? No, no, that wasn't in this. I'm saying that Namor was in, Namor was in the uh, Avengers stuff. Um, oh, all right. Yeah. I, I like this. I I mean, the art's still strong. I definitely... Ed McGuinness has changed up his style a little, hasn't he? Or is it a different colorist? It, I think it's a colorist. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of things about this that were... Um, it seems like the extreme exaggeration version of Ed McGuinness in a, in a lot of ways. It did, um, but it just... Like, the bodies were there. I think it's the colouring that was slightly different. You know what was weird is, like, if you look at uh red hulk ed mcginnis like that's so much more balloony and like plump and this feels a little bit more refined so i have yeah. i i have an appreciation for this oh no i do think the art was really good it wasn't a complaint okay um i enjoyed it a lot actually i enjoyed uh the black skull air venom i enjoyed yeah. uh dr juggernaut <laughs> Um, I didn't like the Doctor Juggernaut thing. I just—it's still Doctor. It's still Doom because he's got yeah. the, the letters on his knuckles that spell Doom. <laughs> Doc Doom. That's fucking yeah. 
like he's a wrestler like stone cold steve austin or something no it's just uh <laughs> maybe it is doc on that wouldn't make sense because no, his right hand team. says doom and this says Ooh. doc but they're not reversed no so i think they both say doom them. it says like doom, doom doc doom. it could be doom doom. I'm doom doom i think it's two dooms because you've got like the do and then you've got like half of an o yeah yeah i think it's two dooms but yeah, that was doom, just doom. like so over the top silver agey. Whereas like the first few pages where you have Blade's narration, and, we see and Robbie Reyes. something, it's going to read backwards. Mood, <laughs> mood. Point. He's in a mood, dude. <laughs> Swallow. It's not the first time he said that today. <laughs> you, you, I just want you to know it hurts a lot. When you make me laugh, when I have coffee going through my nose. <laughs> oh, so Dr. Mood Mood is trying, to <laughs> is trying to punch the White House. <laughs> I, Anyways. I got nothing uh, else. Yeah, I, I liked the final bit with <coughs> Thor and then we see Blade go off and then we also get the end anyway. I really fucking love that Thor is wearing an Amon Amarth t-shirt. And if you guys don't know who that is, that is a Viking metal band. That's pretty good. All right. A nice little Very detail. On the nose. Very on the nose. I love it. But yeah, that last panel where Blade's got his hand against the ice and he's like Avengers Assemble. So cheesy. Hit. It was yeah. cheesy, but it hit me. Did it really? Yeah. A little bit, yeah. You are so weird. You are so impacted by the weirdest shit and then not affected by other things. And I don't understand yeah. you. So why was Blade chosen as the character to travel to this? This is like a new dimension, right? Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. He woke up one day in this reality and the, the Avengers are gone in this world. Yeah. So okay. It, oh, I wasn't sure if you were calling this like a different dimension or something. No, was the, so, was what was the setup in Avengers for this event? Thank you for asking because that's what I was okay. going to say. So the setup was uh, Coulson has been mind manipulating the Squadron Supreme, and it's kind of a question. Oh, of, not Phil's they... not a bad guy, is he? Yes, he is. Oh no, not Coulson Phil. Is... That's why he was set up the way he is as President Coulson. He's the big bad. Yeah, I know. I know. My heart went out too. I was like, not Coulson. Mm-hmm. He's falling apart. Look what they've done to my boy. Call mom. Look what they've done to my boy. He was never the same since he got back from Tahiti. Yeah. <laughs> it's a magical place. It's weird because I didn't really pick up on whether or not the Squadron Supreme were like actual people or robots, but there's something in their minds that allows cool.